cliffcentral.com. We're going to talk to a bonsai collector in a short while, Terry Erasmus. He's passionate about Japanese bonsai. He has a YouTube channel where he demonstrates, teaches a variety of skills and techniques that are associated with growing, refining, and maintaining many different species of trees. I'm very interested in this. I mean, I don't know that I could actually do it because you need to... You need to be so devoted and dedicated. It's not just something where you water the plant on your way out in the morning, you know? You've really got to know what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, Jeez. And, and Terry actually has a site, bonsaitree.co.za. So if you want to go and have a look, uh, you can go and start to uh, do your research on Terry over there on bonsaitree.co.za. And we'll talk to him about, mm. about what it, what it really takes to, to do this properly. And, you know, the nice thing about collectomania is we sometimes talk to amateurs. We speak to people who are, you know, they collect uh, you know, bottle tops or they collect teaspoons or they collect, uh, you know, cartoons maybe. But occasionally we speak to someone who's a real expert and occasionally we get to speak to mm. someone who's, who spends a lot of time and a huge amount of money and effort sorting out their collection, adding to it, um, becoming the most experienced and the most um, informed about their particular topic. And I think that's what we're going to get from Terry this morning. So we'll speak to him in just a moment about the art of bonsai. And by the way, if you've got I any... Was just on, yeah? I, I was just on the website now mm -hmm. and hovering over bonsai, you cannot believe how many different things there are, the tools that you need, the containers, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the pesticides and... It's unbelievable. It's a it's Different a real. Scenes. This is a. It's you're entering. We're going to enter a universe here that we we may not know yeah. a lot about. If if you're no if you're no um uh, you know fan or fanatic or collector or, or or cultivator of these trees, then you you're about to have your mind blown. And that's what I love about this thing. But if you have an interesting collection, or if you know of anybody who has an interesting collection, you want to tell us about it and you want to let them share their story, please get hold of us. Contact at cliffcentral.com. And just to remind you, Collectomania, as always, brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. You can check them out at scoinshop.com. And we had rail from the Scoin Shop on not so long ago. If there's ever been a good time, <laughs> just take a look at the stock markets, take a look at crypto. If there's ever been a good time to start thinking about gold and silver and other precious metals, you need to speak to rail and the people there. They are amazing. They really are very, very smart. They know exactly what's going on. And they will be able to help you figure out how to start your collection there. And not just your collection, but essentially your investment. Let's welcome Terry Erasmus. Let's just see that he can hear us. Hey, Terry, how are you? I can, yes, Gareth. Sorry about that. No not problem. sure what happened there. No problem. You're loud and clear and we can hear you too. Listen, I've got to tell you, Leanne and I are blown away. We just uh, went to your website, bonsaitree.co.za. I mean, the, the, number oh, of, great. the number of things that I, I didn't know you even needed if you wanted to do this at the level that you do it. <laughs> It's extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's, yeah, we give you no excuse not to buy something. It's phenomenal. Um, let's just start at the very beginning. When did your uh, interest and fascination in bonsai begin? Uh, my earliest memories is when I was uh, still in elementary school. My music teacher was the one that introduced me to, to bonsai. And a bit of a funny story because I used to work in his garden quite slavishly um, to earn pots to put my trees into. <laughs> you got paid in pots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so that's where the weird uh, passion began. Yes. And then bonsai generally. I mean, people, people have this, um, this, this kind of 
distant knowledge about the idea that this began as a as an art in in Japan and it it didn't stay it didn't stay in Japan for very long because it seems to be a worldwide phenomenon now but do you want to just tell us about the origin of bonsai where it actually comes from what the the idea was the philosophy behind it before we actually start to talk about the the trees the products the collections that kind of thing Sure, Gareth. I think that's that's a great question. I think uh, depending on who you speak to, uh, you might get different versions of of, of uh, a response. But I, my my understanding is that bonsai actually began in either in India or in in certainly most people say it began in China. So the, the, it was imported from China. The Japanese, obviously, in during their imperialistic uh, time. Uh, they would have uh, picked up a lot of things from from China and imported it, but really today the bonsai that we know um, in the West uh, comes from uh, from Japan, and uh, the, the the term bonsai means a potted plant essentially, and uh, so it's something that we uh, it, it, it's really. To me, bonsai is about uh, really very much about staying connected to nature. In the society that we live in today, there is a major disconnect between our office, home sort of living Mm -hmm. and and nature. And I think bonsai has certainly helped me to reconnect and to be more observant of of my surroundings and particularly, of course, trees. And I love trees. Um, There's something special about walking around in an old forest or just looking at some majestic tree of which in South Africa, we're very blessed to have many of them yeah. in a lot of the botanical gardens that we have access to. And even on where I live in the, in, in the Cape, in the winelands, there's stunning old oak trees and yellowwood trees and camphor trees. Uh, and, and so in bonsai, we're really trying to, in our small way, capture that feeling and and what we're seeing and through various techniques to uh, imprint that on a tree um, that we can have in a containerized environment. And obviously, after many years, uh, that tree can has 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 ha- sort of develops a presence of its own, um, which is where that question that everybody loves to ask is, "How old is it?" It's the first thing I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always get asked. And let's just take a moment to think about for for I mean, Guys, obviously, I think you're on mute. Oh, hang on, mm, sorry. Yeah, basically, I mean, these things are beautiful, but can any tree be turned into a bonsai? Uh, one of my oldest teachers, he would always say, you can bonsai anything, but not everything is worth bonsaiing. <laughs> um, there is uh, there is certain species or there are uh, certain species that are better suited to bonsai, and those are the ones that eventually become quite popular. Uh, things that don't like their roots to be disturbed, which would be many of the feinbos type of uh, plants or family that we have. Um, but there are others. Uh, the jacaranda tree is one that a lot of people ask about, and the willow tree is another one that in, in South Africa a lot of people ask about. Yeah. Um, and although there are some of them that are suitable, a lot of the times due to the leaf structure or, or some other characteristic about the plant, 
it just doesn't make it as suitable for use as a bonsai as something else like, uh, say, for instance, an acacia or as we are supposed to call it now, the Senegalia, hmm. which uh, or the baobab tree, you know. Uh, yeah. Do you have any any background in, in, in horticulture or in, or in, in uh, plant biology that, that helps you in, in all of this? Because it's it's quite daunting to someone who for someone who doesn't know anything about this stuff to come in as an amateur and try to understand or try to make sense of or try to start their own uh, bonsai for the first yes. time i mean do you do you have to have some kind of formal qualification to to really know what's going on no i i, I of course it would help you um probably wouldn't make the amount of mistakes that i've made if i had a little bit more horticultural <laughs> knowledge um, I probably saved a few trees or, or killed less trees, maybe. Uh, but that's part of the process and part of the fun as well. Uh, I, I think, I think certainly when you're starting out, it can be extremely daunting. Yeah? But I think at that stage, you don't even know the questions that you don't know the answer to. So it, it's really something that you, I've been doing it now for many, many years. And today I just, uh, every day I just realized how much more I need to learn. So I think you're never going to reach that point where you feel, okay, I, I'm, I've, I have arrived. I know what I'm doing now. I okay. think, that, I think nature will throw you a curveball at that point in time. Uh, but no, you don't. I think anybody can start and I would encourage anybody to start. Just start with something that's, uh, preferably indigenous that you can see growing in your area because it obviously is already saying to you that it can grow in that climate. Right. Um, and then make the mistakes and learn from them. And there's just so we, we're really fortunate today that there's a tremendous amount of information that's available uh, on the Internet and books uh, abound about bonsai. And they will teach you enough for you to know. But uh, it's not necessary for you to become some kind of horticulturalist or, or something. No. So what we love doing on Collectomania is just letting people show off their collections. And I mean, here in, <laughs> in this case, I don't know how much time every day you have to spend looking after the trees that you have. And, and maybe you grow trees for other people. Perhaps you give them as gifts or whatever, but you've got to have your own favorites. It's like, you know, cert certain uh, collectors of, of various stripes and colors have their own favorite things that they'll never give away, that they'll bequeath to someone that they really love when they die. And let's take a look at some of your collection here, because this is quite extraordinary. Um, this is a, a, a pine, right? You see that on the screen? Um, Tell us not, about this. I'm not seeing what's on the screen, uh, what you're looking at, but yeah, and I can't idea. remember the images. Ah, that's one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that's not it. That is not something I'm particularly proud of for the reasons you might think. I'm, I'm proud of it because it was my very first pine tree, uh, which I bought at a nursery that was then in Hout Bay, uh, Bishopsford Bonsai Nursery, in fact. Yeah. And uh, they were based in Hout Bay. And that was my first Japanese red pine, which in Japanese is Akamatsu. And if you look at that, and that, that was, I think that photo was taken something like 11 years ago. And if you then compare it to the, the, the quality of the trees that I'm working on today, I'm very proud of the, of the progress I've made. <laughs> so, so that's this, why I put that image in there. This is not the same, uh, yes. this is not the same tree, is it? No. No, okay. No, no. 
No. Um, you know, you were talking, I, I think you mentioned something about sentimentality. I'm, I tend, I try not to be too sentimental about trees. That tree that you just showed, that first one. Yes. Um, in fact, I, I have sold that tree. Um, uh, okay. it, it's no longer with me. I do know the person who owns it, but, uh, but yeah, I sold. <laughs> no, the second, the second tree that you put onto the screen was a, a tree that, um, I imported for a customer and, and, and that tree now is, is with him and I support, uh, that customer with, um, with maintenance and, and, and work on, on the tree. That, that's often the case. All right. So let's go through a few of these. Is this what you've got going on in your back garden? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Decidedly not. That's a lot of trees. My it's, the, God. it's the stuff that dreams are made of. No, that, that nursery, um, in, uh, in 2000 and, uh, 2012, I was very, very fortunate to begin a form of apprenticeship at a nursery in Nagoya, Japan. It's called Aichien. Yes. Um, and so my teacher's name is uh, Jiratino Tanaka, Mr. Tanaka, yes. and that's his nursery in Nagoya. Um, he has probably three or four full-time uh, staff that are just working on those trees. So, no, I would never be able to, <laughs> to wow. support so many trees. All right, so, so tell us what your day-to-day -day routine is here because Gareth, obviously – You're muted again. For God's sake. <laughs> Tell us, sorry, I'm professional. Uh, tell us about your 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 day to day routine. Like, how do you how do you look after these trees, and what do you have to do every day for them? Uh, is it is it is it clipping, pruning? Is it watering? Is it putting fertilizer in? Is it sometimes changing containers? Like, what what kind of actual work goes into this? Because it's not easy. Mm. No, it's uh, it it can be quite routine, but I think. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate because I work on, at the moment, I have quite a number of customers' trees at my house. So the, the, the range of species, uh, is, is quite, quite extensive. You know, I have everything from acacias to speckworm to, uh, pride of India's. And it's, it's quite a challenge for me, which is partially what, why I love what I do so much, um, is, is being able to, to look at these various species and have to work out what is it that I need to be doing on them at this particular time of the year. Um, so, yes, all of the above that you mentioned. I mean, at the moment, there's a lot of on the pines. I'm having to pluck needles. I'm having to thin branches out to allow <laughs> sunlight into them and prepare them for, for winter styling and then subsequently for spring growth. Um, some of the trees, the junipers, are being pruned uh, to encourage backbudding on them or to encourage more uh, juvenile or uh, younger, more vigorous growth. Um, the olives, uh, our wild olives that we have in South Africa, quite a, quite a um, wide range for them. Mm -hmm. uh, we met most bonsai artists and collectors in South Africa have at least an olive in their collection. And a lot of those, and, and those are, are at the moment I'm pruning a lot of those. Um, but fertilizer is something that, uh, yes, it's done during active growing periods, but now going into winter, we'll remove the fertilizer. We use wire to shape the branches 
which is part of achieving this goal or vision that we have for the tree. So some trees will be wired now, but many of them will be done during winter. Um, but yeah, to to uh, kind of to 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 um, decide whether to prune something or to let it grow. This is all part of the. Um, part of the process of gaining an experience because you don't want a tree to look show ready as as we might say or to look at, at, at its best 365 days of the year you do need to allow it to grow and then you prune it back and then it responds so yeah it's 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 great fun but yes it keeps me very busy <laughs> and and you've done you've done quite a lot of training i mean you mentioned uh, this this uh, apprenticeship in japan with this with this master yes. been, but i mean other training yes. i mean are you are you constantly learning are you reading are you researching are you talking to people internationally yes. you're watching youtube videos i'm sure there are people all over the world who are fanatical about this Absolutely, Gareth, yes. I mean, my morning routine starts at five, do a little bit of exercise, and uh, I do a little bit of reading. And yes, as you say, just educating myself every day. Wow. Um, so whether it be in the form of a YouTube video clip, uh, I have many books, uh, but there's uh, fantastic blogs uh, my own included, <laughs> yeah. but, but there's a lot of, of blogs and articles that one can read. But yes, absolutely, every day, um, it's it's just there's a wealth of information, and um, and and every day, I mean, it's it's such a it's such an engrossing um, pursuit, bonsai, uh, that um, every single day I'm um, I have a new idea. There's some planting that I want to do uh, a root over rock with that particular. Uh, a pine tree that I have, and and so I need to plan you know, what I need and what is it going to look like. This is the one place you don't have to be embarrassed about being a fanatic because uh, we, we, we've <laughs> spoken to people, uh, trust me, who collect very very weird things, who are absolutely mad about them. They're obsessed to the point where they've uh, lost uh, husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. They've been chucked out of uh, their families. They they become completely consumed by this stuff, and I understand absolutely. I mean, to me, the, yes. the, the the interesting thing about watching, you know, the 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 bits and pieces that you've sent us here, just there are so many different things you could do here. You never get bored, right? You never get bored. There's Absolutely. always a new tree. There's always a new idea. There's always some, and it's a very Correct. creative pursuit. Correct. Yes, I, I think for me, it's it's something I've tried many different things or had several different hobbies in my life, and but bonsai ha is the only one that has really captured my imagination my attention and engrossed me uh and i i don't think that will ever end uh I, there's always something new to learn there's always something new to do um and and obviously bonsai also is uh what you're creating in a containerized environment is very uh, can be quite um uh, subject to or in, in, in inspired by what you see around you. So yeah. as I mentioned earlier on, if you're walking around and you, you go on a hike or you go, you visit some place, uh, you travel overseas. I've been very privileged to go to the Yellow Mountains in China, Huangshan. And uh, I mean, a lot of the scroll painting that you may have seen with trees growing out of the cliffs of mountains, that's where it comes from. And that's, really? and to then try and sort of recapture that or create that in miniature, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And then it's, it's a little bit of uh, nostalgia, perhaps, or just reminds you, creates these memories or, or causes, brings up these memories of, of, of places that you've been. Again, I'm not well versed in, in the art of bonsai, but what is the, what is your favorite? 
tree to 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 grow I mean, which one i know this is difficult this is like saying to a parent you know which of your children is your favorite but which trees do you think are the best suited and the most beautiful and especially when grown in these sorts of environments over rocks and miniature and these beautiful pots uh which ones do you find the most aesthetically pleasing if nothing else uh well for me uh it's it's the japanese black pine uh-huh. Um, but it's, 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 it's that because the classical bonsai styles are actually all based on pine tree forms. So how pine trees grow naturally in, 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 in Japan. Um, but it's not necessarily the tree that I would recommend somebody that wants to start out in bonsai to, to start with. It's just something, it's majestic, it's powerful, well, just, the bark, um, the bark just, texture. Let's just show people a, Sorry? I just want to show people a picture of a Japanese black pine here. This is a, Here's a picture of, of one that you, um, first of all, we've got a picture in black and white. Let me just see why this isn't coming up. Hang on. There we go. There so that, go. That's a Japanese black pine there. I mean, that's a yes. magnificent tree. So, again, I know you hate this question, but how old is that? Because that thing didn't just, um, <laughs> that thing didn't just spring from a seed three years ago. Now, that, that tree, in fact, um, I bought for my 40th birthday, birthday. It was a present to myself, um, a little bit of a spoiling. And, um, and it was the only tree that I could actually afford to buy from my teacher. So I was very privileged to be able to buy that tree. Um, I, it's very difficult always to, uh, to, to guess at the age because it's really a guess. Mm. Um, I would imagine it would have to be somewhere 68 years old, um, wow. judging from the size of the trunk and the amount of deadwood <clears throat> on it. Um, so oh, that's me. Yeah, that, that photograph is me doing a demonstration at a local club on also mm. a, a black pine. Um, but, um, it's, but but getting back to your question, I think that um, there are obviously certain characteristics about pines that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, but for some, it's not necessarily the best tree to start off with. As I said earlier, I think um, a lot of the indigenous trees would probably be a, a, a better starting point. Um, but certainly something like a jun- what? Um, sorry for the botanical term now, but the juniper. Procumbens nana is a kind of juniper that's very popular. No, uh, did you ever see the? I'm sure, Gareth. Uh, uh, be honest now. You mm. you watched the Karate Kid and and you yes. saw Mr Miyagi yes. and 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 those trees that that uh, that they were working on. Those yes. were uh, Procum- as far as I remember. Those were Procumbens nana junipers. Okay. Um, they take a lot of abuse and uh, they still <laughs> and 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 they don't die. <laughs> Um, and they're very popular around the world as as a beginner's bonsai. Yeah. Um, but they're quite phenomenal in in what you can achieve uh, with them. So that's that's a good starting point as well. You mentioned the wild olive, which obviously grows here in South Africa as well. And we've got a picture of you with one yes. of those. Now, w- what yes. is it about the wild olive that you like? Uh, well, I think the the fact that we have access to them, it's phenomenal uh, material is a term that we talk about. So material would be something that we can create a bonsai with. So there are many ways of starting a bonsai. You can start from seed, you can start from cutting, you can do air layering. There's all sort of standard horticultural practice. But if you can uh, dig something out of nature with permission, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can dig something from nature that is already a hundred or 150 years old or however old it is with some interesting curves and interesting bark, uh, you know, you can, you can then as the artist br- 
enhance it, take it to the next step. Right. And in fact, this is all the all uh, all the masterpiece bonsai and and the oldest bonsai that we know in Japan were all collected from the mountains. They're not allowed to do that anymore, but they were at one hmm. stage collected. So. Yeah, I'm just looking at your website. People can actually go on there and, and buy a baobab bonsai growing kit. I mean, that's phenomenal because we all know how majestic and beautiful <laughs> a baobab is. And, and the fact that you could get this, this starter kit. And by the way, uh, in case you're wondering what the price of that is, it's not going to break the bank at 285 grand. <laughs> no, really, this is important. I think people need to know this stuff. You don't have to be a, a, a millionaire to have, you know, these perfectly uh, manicured trees standing around in these gorgeous pots on stands all over the garden. You, you know, some some people think that it's very very difficult and they're never going to get there. You could you got to start somewhere. Correct. And and I think we all, you know, I, as I said, the, I, how I tell people that ask me, uh, I say the only difference between the. The, 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 we've all killed trees, uh, all killed. I mean, we, you know, we, as we're learning, we we make mistakes. But if we don't mis- make mistakes, we, you know, are we really learning? Are we pushing out the limits of our knowledge? But the only difference between myself and a beginner is, is the value of the trees that I'm killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be a lot more careful. Um, so, yeah. Just uh, for, for those people who who are also curious as to as to how these things work in terms of pricing. I mean, what is the most expensive tree you've seen with your own eyes? And and how how outrageous does it become at the very, very extreme end? Uh, the There was a couple of years ago, there was a Goya, uh, Miyajima Goyamatsu, which is a grafted white white pine. It was, uh, it was sold on auction for, it was, at that time, it was a million dollars. So at the moment, it's, so in our terms, it would be about, I don't know, now, 60, you know, with, with appreciation, maybe 16, 17 million rand, somewhere around there. Phenomenal. Um, and it was on, it was sold in Japan. I don't know who, I can't remember the person who, who bought it, but it was sold in Japan, it was on display. It was a phenomenal tree. I mean, you know, but it, whether it took to somebody, it's definitely not worth 15 million, but to somebody else, perhaps it is. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's different. And you you have in indoor and outdoor bonsai. Well, I, personally, no, I don't. I don't have any indoor bonsai. I, I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, but if you do have indoor or do intend to keep a tree indoor, it would need to be a tree that's tropical in nature that can handle a consistent sort of temperature range that it doesn't, you know, that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't require the day night temperature fluctuations and that okay. it, it can handle lower light levels and, and things. So I don't generally grow indoor bonsai, but you, you certainly do get them. Yes. Well, uh, somebody here says, uh, I'm, it's Corona's boring says, I'm, I'm almost positive. I met Terry at the Royal Agricultural Show. I remember him having some of the better trees. Where's the baobab? And then someone, Someone else asks, Carl says, do you ever get vegans or, 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 um, you know, conservationists protesting out your house, outside your house for cruelty to plants? Because you're basically, you're, you're doing what, uh, what foot binding, uh, used to do to, uh, you know. I, I, I understand. No, that's why I live in a security estate, Gareth. <laughs> So you don't have to deal with this. That's so great. No, no, just just kidding. I'll be honest. I, I think my plants are better cared for and nurtured than trees growing in in the wild or growing, you know, in the garden. 
the amount of fertilizer and pampering that they get. It's definitely a, 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 it's a myth to think that we, we torture trees. The, the way to get them to respond their best is to make sure that they are as healthy as possible. So oh, they, wow. you know, we, we, we pull out all the stops when it comes to fertilizer and people spend a fortune on the soil that they grow in and the mm. pots themselves can be tens of thousands of rands. So, no, these these trees are babies. They become part of the family. I mean, you can't you can't just go on vacation anymore. You have to get a tree sitter. <laughs> and you also have carnivorous plants that you sell. I mean, yes, this is amazing because I I have a little Venus flytrap which I bought probably a year ago. It's still alive. Somehow I managed to keep it alive. They're very difficult <laughs> to look after. They have to be in you know there has to be a certain amount of water at the bottom of the container the whole time, and it's, it's hard to look after these things. I'm I'm proud of myself. For haven't kept it alive. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I just love plants. I, I love being outside. I love getting my hands dirty. So really anything, uh, carnivorous plants, orchids. Uh, I'm not that crazy about succulents. They grow a little bit too slowly for my liking. But uh, but carnivorous plants are, are really cool. They're awesome. They're quite, quite unique. And uh, especially the Nepenthes, Gareth, those are the tropical pitcher plants. Those are the oh, ones yeah. that have the big monkey cup as they call it at the end of the leaf those wow. are fascinating too what what is the most uh, obnoxious plant that you've been trying and trying and trying <laughs> for years to because they they do have personalities like people um you know and some plants are just very very difficult to to look after they they're complicated they're demanding uh, maybe not so rewarding because uh, you, you you get the tiniest bit of progress with them which plants do you love and which ones do you hate Oh, boy, Gareth, nobody's ever asked me that. That's not something that I could have prepared for. <laughs> you have to prepare. Which, which plant that, you uh, currently, think, that you're currently looking after is driving you insane? Oh, boy. Uh, let me think now. I have to think very fast here. Um, <laughs> what plant is giving me trouble? Um, I, I love it when plants challenge me. Uh, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, what plant is challenging me? Um, Sure. I, I would say the only thing that comes to mind, and it's not probably the answer that you were looking for, is, is a plant called cephalotus. And it's actually the Australian, uh, it's an Australian uh, carnivorous plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll find it on my website, but it's, it's a small, it's, it, it's ground hugging and it, uh, it has these pitches that ants crawl up and into and, and that's how it feeds. And it grows in an area called uh, uh, New Albany or Albany in Australia. And I haven't yet, uh, there's, I have a few people, friends that also grow them and I, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't really, I'm not a believer in green fingers per se. It's really just about experience. And yeah. I look at the size of my, my plant and how long I've had it for. And I look at theirs and I think, what am I doing wrong? But it's not going to get me under. I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I, I, I it's, it's just got me baffled at the moment, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> let, me, let me show people from your website what these actually look like. I mean, it's, it's not a very uh, impressive looking plant. I'm just going to put a, a quick screenshot of that up there. That's what that's the cephalotus that you're talking about, right? Uh, don't see the picture just yet. Hang on, let me just try and put it back. There we go. Ah, there it is. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's a baby. That's a baby. The pictures become a lot bigger, but that's that's almost straight from a tissue culture lab. So that's Amazing. that's still a young plant. Yeah, it's but phenomenal. they get much bigger. 
Listen, I love this. I mean, I could talk to you all day, and I didn't know, and I still don't know a huge amount about this, but it sounds to me like uh, it would be a fascinating thing to do to spend a day around someone like you and, and hear all of these stories and also learn uh, certain techniques, which I suppose you can only get from having a master in Japan. Uh, do you give lectures? Do you give demonstrations? Do you show people what to do, and do you charge people for that? Can they come to you for it? Well, I've got – yes, Gareth, uh, I do. Um I have my YouTube channel. I think is 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 uh, ha- is my at the moment the thing that is I'm I'm most proud of, yes. and um, I'm, I'm very happy with the progress. I mean, we've got it's very interesting when you're looking to the statistics of who's watching your channel, mm-hmm. uh, and it's amazing to see where all these people are situated. Yes. And um, so, so I really enjoy demonstrating there, and of course, that's free. Um, obviously, I would hope that people would would subscribe and that they would eventually, if they live in South Africa, that they would purchase something from sure. the website, some tools or whatever. Um, but yes, I do. I write blogs. And um, what else? I, I do do I, – I, a while ago or some time ago, I used to do more demonstrations and talks at clubs. Um, but a lot of that COVID has changed a lot sure. of how that works. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, and uh, m- much of what we do now is is based online. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, what I love about the platform of online is that um, you certainly can reach a far wider audience. And uh, so the, the 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 working with the species that we have in South Africa, and also in fact something that uh, um, most of the knowledge that is being presented online is in the Northern Hemisphere. Yes. And there's not a lot uh, on the Southern Hemisphere. So I have people in Australia saying, oh, thank you very so much for for doing that video. Now I know when to do this and that on pines because it's the opposite to, to the Northern Hemisphere, our seasons. And uh, so that's great. That feedback is always very welcome and, and, and makes me very happy to hear that people are benefiting from what I've said. Um, so, yeah. Well, listen, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show this morning. And thank you for sharing your, your connection you. and your enthusiasm with us. It's just the most lovely thing to see someone who's uh, devoted a, an enormous amount of time and effort and energy to a, a particular discipline. And this really is something that just produces these Amazing, amazing plants. Um, a, a part of me is is uh, drawn to, to to try and and learn a little bit, and another part of me goes, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're ever going to get to the level where you'll be satisfied. So I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but thank you, Terry. It thank is, you for it your time. It is elusive, but uh, it's so rewarding, and it's obviously very often a conversation piece when your friends come over. You can say, Hey, come look at my bonsai. I created that, and then you can talk to them, and you can use lots of fancy words, Gareth, and you look very intelligent, and like you really got green fingers <laughs> well uh here's tracy she says i can't keep a daisy bush alive but i can grow avos from a pip like a wizard and, <laughs> and orchids are always lovely good 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 for you tracy keep keep uh, keep doing what you're good at <laughs> there we go well what a pleasure to spend some time with you terry erasmus everybody uh japanese bonsai and and you can go and find out more by going along to his website you can find all the tools you can follow his youtube channel and all the others including pinterest and instagram to bonsaitree.co.za what a nice thanks, uh, what a nice thanks for having me thanks terry great to have you on cliffcentral.com